welcome to Then Comes Marriage with John Isidore and Nicole soon to be Isidore. Oh, I feel like I'm happier this time. I don't know. Maybe it just when I said John Isidore, I was happy. I don't know. We'll see if it lasts. <laughs> but uh, we are we're going to recap for you the session we had last week, and then we're going to get into our homework for this week. So last week we had personality. Personality was our sort of general uh, concept, our idea. And our sessions are broken up into two parts. There's one part we have with a whole group of people, um, and there'll be someone on stage talking to us. And then the second part is us with a couple other couples and one older mentor couple where we go into our homework. So we'll recap those bits for you. Hopefully it won't take too long, and then we'll do our homework. All right, so um, we did this exercise where we went ahead and did a survey and made marks. Survey what... sounds real like official. It was a personality quiz, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, and you may gather this from my dismissive tone at points, but also from last episode when I explicitly stated it, I don't like or care much for personality quizzes. Like, I don't put much stock in them, but I think... I may give you an example as to why that is when we discuss this one. Alright, so first, we have the lion. And so, relational strengths, uh, they take charge, they're problem solvers, they're competitive, they enjoy change, they're confrontational, they're direct, goal-oriented, and strong. Then there's the otter, which is optimistic, energetic, motivators, uh, they're future-oriented, and they're people-people. <laughs> and then, next we have the golden retriever. Warm and relational, they're loyal, they enjoy routine, they're peacemakers, they're sensitive, uh, well, it's very sensitive feelings, very accommodating, calm, and affirming. And lastly, there's the beaver, which is accurate and precise, um, quality control is a thing for them, they're discerning, analytical, they have high standards, and they desire order and respect. Um, so we got a little sheet that gave us sort of a breakdown of um, those general strengths and then the strengths out of balance, what goes wrong with these ones, their communication styles, their relational needs, their relational balance, and then some examples from the Bible of people who some people are claiming are these animal types. Um, so we had a, a questionnaire where we, or not even questionnaire really, just a whole bunch of traits or qualities of a person were listed on a, on a page and you checked off which ones applied to you and then that gave you your total for who you were. Um, you want to say who you were? So I got the golden retriever. Uh, she got golden retriever, but I thought she when I, I looked over the sheet, I was like, oh, no, she's gonna be a lion. Um, I think it depends. It depends on what kind of setting I'm in. So I think around friends, I'm a golden retriever. Lion. <laughs> and then I think in the workplace, I'm a lion. Lion. <laughs> Why do you think I'm a lion? Okay, I'm just, I'm just going to read. I'm just going to read what the description of lion is. And if at any point I say something that's not true, I want you to interrupt me. You ready? Okay. This personality likes to lead. True. The lion is good at making decisions and is very goal oriented. They enjoy challenges, difficult assignments, and opportunities for advancements. Uh, because lions are thinking of the goal, they can step on people to reach it. Lions can be very aggressive and competitive. Lions must learn not to be too bossy or to take charge in others' affairs. Now tell me, did you, I didn't hear any any issues at any point with that. And um, do, do you see any place where I maybe misspoke? No. Okay, then. <laughs> and so that is why I think you're a lion but if we're going by this thing. 
Why don't we read The Golden Retriever and see if there's anything that I do not agree with there? Okay, I'm going to ask you a question about a particular part of this. Okay. And so I hope you're you're okay with answering it in front of people. Um, so, Golden Retrievers are good at making friends and very loyal. Retriever personalities do not like big changes. They look for security and can be very sensitive and very caring. They have deep relationships, but usually only a couple of close friends. They want to be loved by everyone and look for appreciation. They work best in a limited situation with a steady work pattern. So, well, you're, you're claiming all of that. I claim all of it, but I think I know what you might challenge me on. Mm-hmm. Okay, go. So, while in general I would agree that you are, you have the um, the social capacity to do a lot of this stuff. Like, you're you're really good at making friends. You're very, you, you connect very well. I think that's absolutely part of your skill set. It's part of your job. Um, it's a thing you're great at. Um, and there are some aspects of like the, you don't like big changes. Um, you want to be loved by everyone, look for appreciation. That's cool. But there's a bit in here about the friends part. Um, and the, the very loyal and the deep relationships. And I, I just have questions about that. I want to know who are your deep relationships that you have other than me? I did. No, 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 don't do that one. <laughs> I'm currently working on deepening the relationships that I have because those who were my best friends, those that I were close to, uh, those relationships have changed. Uh, there's been a lot of transitions, so they're not as, you know, we're not as close as we were before. And so my best friends are no longer my best friends. And so it's now just kind of figuring out relationships and what that looks like and finding uh, the strength, I guess, to be vulnerable with people. Because I think vulnerability is a huge part of forging those friendships. But they're in the works. There's one um, with Diamond who that's actively is actively building. And I want to just, I'm going to say for record here, I think I encourage that as much or more than you. So I think I, if we get, I should get credit for it as the Golden Retriever. Which you brings did me... give a lot of support and you really pushed me to go ahead and make sure that there's calling or asking to hang out or whatever it is, really trying to work and build that relationship. But but that brings me to my next point, and one of the problems with personality tests is I think a lot of people are a lot of these things, and so like I think I could read this golden retriever thing and come away with with a me in there. Golden retrievers are good at making friends and very loyal. I'm extremely loyal, and good at making friends is 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 maybe up in the air, but like. I'm personable and charming and funny and people do like me. I don't know. I don't know why, but they do. And if I'm in a mood to make friends, I make people around me have a good time. They want to they wanna be with me. It's a thing. Retriever personalities do not like big changes. I think I could jump on that one. They look for security. Yep. And can be very sensitive and very caring. I think that's true. You can tell me if I'm wrong. What do you think? I think you're very sensitive and very caring with those that are in your deep inner circle. I don't exactly. think that comes across to anyone else outside of us three. Us three? Wait, there. Okay, well, there's more. My bad. There's others. What do you mean? I'm talking about like our core group right now, like or our core group of friends. But, you have okay. other but, friends. No, what, I was, what I was gonna say is like all the. So if we get back to the deep relationships, all the people I have these relationships with, and I can name a few. 
I, um, yes. like they would all say the same thing. And I, I very much acknowledge I do not demonstrate sensitivity and caring for most people that I don't care about. And I do tend to not care about most people. Um, and that's true. But and this is another issue I have with personality test. I think I was very context dependent and like there are, there are people who I will show these characteristics to and it's natural for me to have them with them as long as they pass some certain threshold of how much I care about them. So like a random person, I mean, or some coworkers may not get this, but some do. And I extend this very much to a lot of the parents I work with, things like that. So it exists in there. And um, what else? We're at deep relationships, but usually only a couple of close friends. Absolutely true. I only have a couple of close friends at any given time. And, but those are incredibly deep relationships, life-changing relationships and long-lasting relationships. Though most of those deep relationships I still have and they continue. Um, they want to be loved by everyone and look for appreciation. I don't necessarily want to be loved by everyone. That, that's maybe my biggest not golden retriever thing. But I do look for appreciation in things I do. Um, especially, um, how, how we term that? Appreciation for, um, when I feel respected. Right, but when we were talking, we were doing a lot of love languages thing. Mm-hmm. When we were doing words of uh, affirmation. Right. Wasn't mine just appreciation? Yours was just okay. appreciation. Yeah, so that was my spin on the words of affirmation thing. And then uh, they work best in a limited situation with steady work pattern. Well, routine is good for me, but I don't like the limited part of that. But I think we can both find a, a golden retriever in us. And I think it's as true for me as yeah. for you. And so while I, I do agree, you have, you have a golden retriever inside you, weird, um, you, I think, are primarily a lion. Okay. I'm reading through the rest of it, <laughs> and I will concede that I am first and foremost a lion. Cool. Well, I'm looking through a strange thought of balance. Two director and patient. I have gotten that feedback. Too busy. Oh, God. I feel like I never have free time. I am not, however, cold-blooded. That was in there. Impulsive or takes big risks. I don't think... I definitely don't take big risks. I don't know if you would consider me an impulsive. Yes. Really? Yes. How so? Uh, oh, this is one of those times where I wish I had a good example close to mind. But I feel like there are plenty of instances where you... Uh, Leap long before you look. You leap with your eyes closed. Um, Like yesterday with buying Florence and the Machine tickets. Yes. See, you're you're (laughs) good at some of these examples sometimes. I thought it would be a good Valentine's Day present. No, I'm not saying these are always wrong things or bad things, but there definitely is a um, a, uh, cart... Very much in front of a horse situation. So what happened, listeners, is that I was on Facebook. Already a bad sign. And Florence and the Machine, I got a pop-up because they were at our, well, you know, they were selling tickets for a local arena, and apparently they had just gone on sale. And so I was looking, because I love Florence and the Machine, and this guy really likes them too. And so I was looking at tickets, and they had some, they had a really, really great seat that were cheaper than like the nosebleed seats. And so I thought, I have to get them right now, but those seats are gone, I can get it for Valentine's Day. He loves them, I love them. This is the perfect gift. And so total after fees, I would have come out to $200 because Ticketmaster is garbage. Garbage master. 
So, uh, John Isidore called me at work, and so I no, am no. terrible. You called me, right? Did you I? were checking it over with me, which I think, honestly, one of the best sort of patterns you've gotten into is checking stuff out with me. I think it's great for both of us and our bank accounts. Okay, well, I I can see. I did reach out to him because I started thinking about it, and I was like, oh, is this worth it? Am I just being silly right now? Um, and John Isidore was like, we have a wedding to pay for. You do not need to spend $200 on concert tickets right now. I was fully in the process of buying them when I called him. So that is just one of many examples. So anyway, so so impulsive. I'm sensitive to others. Uh, I can be if I think they're being nonsensical. Uh, I am not argumentative, however I feel. But I can be direct or blunt. That's the thing. Um... I would like attention and recognition for what I do. Um, I do not necessarily look for areas where I can be in charge, but I do tend to take charge. I feel like I like solving problems. Freedom to change, I'm not good at that. That does not apply. But I do like challenging activities. I do need to add softness. Um, I talk about that a lot at work. I work with a lot of women, and with my communication style, it can go over the wrong way. Um, and I am a great listener. So most of it fits, and there's only maybe two or three parts that don't. So, yes, I am a lion. Okay. And I um, um, tested positive for being a beaver. <laughs> Sounds uh, like you have a disease. Yeah, I'm a beaver. Um uh, and I'll just read the beaver one here. Beavers are organized and think that there is a right way to do everything, and they want to be the ones to do it. Beaver personalities are very creative, and they desire to solve everything. Beavers desire to take their time. Beavers desire to take their time and do it right. Beavers do not like sudden changes and need consistent reassurance. Um, and yes, beaver me. But um, a thing we sort of discovered um, through our activity, and I'll just do that quickly since we I think we spent a little more time on this part than I thought we would. Um, our activity was um, the four animal groups, like our, our whole room full of people got into their different groups, and then they had to each complete a task as their animal. And and I was, I was in the beaver group, but I realized that I tend to be a beaver when there's someone around to be a lion, but if there's no one there to be a lion, I will be the lion. I will play that role um, so things can get done. Um, and that's sort of what happened, ended up happening in our in our group. Um, and I think that is just further into the whole context-dependent aspects of personality thing and how uh, we use different aspects of our personality or different facets of our personality um, in, in different roles, depending on what is required or what is expected. Um, and there was there was a thing another thing I don't like about this is what this is right now um, when we when we got into our group we had a, a solution to our issue we we, we did it we set up the task we were going to do and then someone in my group said we're not being very beaver like are we so we should be more like beavers and I don't like the personality quizzes when people find out what their personality type is they think they have to act that way all the time and it's like oh I've got to play this role I got to be this guy now or whatever don't like that. So I will stop griping about personality tests because I've been doing that too long. <laughs> so next up, we'll get into our actual um, smaller group session. 
Um, and in that one, we had, we referred to our personality test we took for this whole premarital counseling thing. Uh, well, not personality test, the assessment, relational, mm-hmm. assessment. relational assessment. Yeah. And then also had some questions in our, in our homework. Um, so you want to go over the, the test results and whatnot? Yeah. So the scope personality assessment consisted of five uh, factors, uh, where it just kind of saw how we work personally with, um, Social aspects, change, organization, uh, how we focus on pleasing others, and whether or not you're emotionally steady. Um, so in those five areas, we're going to be talking about our different results and then how they um, both strengthen our relationship and how we build upon each other and then ways that might challenge us as well. So the first factor is social. And so that pertains to uh, our preference for and behavior in social situations. So I scored high and no, very high, right? Oh no, there's no very high. You're just high. I'm just high. And then John scored low. Yep. Um and I don't think either of us was surprised by this one. Um I was a little surprised because really? it referred to me as a social extrovert. I mean I guess I can put on when I'm with people and I can be super outgoing and energetic and whatever that is. But then the moment I'm not with people after that, I just crash and need excessive amounts of alone time uh, to recharge. Yeah, I, uh, I, I know the uh, introvert extrovert thing and how you like how you get energy back and whatever. But I think so often that you like if you spend a lot of your time taking the role of an extrovert, I think when they then assess your behaviors, you will come out as highly extroverted so that wasn't a surprise to me even though like i know you need time to yourself or whatever and like that's how you get your energy back and whatnot you still do behave in a very extroverted way for 80 percent of like your days okay well that's fair that feeling of like constantly having to be on and so i am <laughs> but perfect so and then you scored low yep so how do you think <laughs> So how do you think um, we work together in those components? Like, how do you see that manifesting in our relationship? Um, It's weird because I think when it comes to, like, your actual desire for the high level of sociability that you're capable of, like, you don't want it so much. And so, like, when you're with me, you you kind of satisfy yourself with like just me so um you don't have to be on with me you don't have to be social so i think while your highness um is there in like your general life like when it's just us we're we're kind of both low um that's i think that's great (laughs) (laughs) that's a great i think also that I push us sometimes to really uh, go out and kind of like get out of the house and go into the social ag- interactions. Actually, no, I don't know if that's true. I don't either. I feel like that's the role that you play, yep. which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, tell me not a new kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, usually though, if someone's high and someone's low, that like role doesn't get reversed. Yeah. You have, I think part of that is also what I was talking about with like the switching to line if there's no line around thing. Um, I think I feel needs and I think if you're 
satisfied not doing stuff like and we're just doing that for too long then i will feel the need of we have to balance this out i think very much a lot of me wants balance um and so if you were the one going out i would not do it as much but if you're not then i do um and so i think that's that's a thing Um, so how do you think this can pose a challenge to us? I don't know. I think we do a fairly good job of it, of, of managing this aspect of our differences or whatever, or, or weird similarities. I think um, socially we do okay. Okay. Although I do note that there are definitely times where you are not always satisfied with, and this goes back to like the friendship thing, with like the amount of community you have or friendships you have. And so I think sometimes you want them and, but then don't always go for them. So that's, I think, more of an internal issue you deal with, like having a desire for more sometimes, but not like a... Actively working towards it yeah. to fulfill those needs and desires. Right. Um, but we, we together were okay, but you got, you know, we're going to pay out. <laughs> So, John, any other comments on social? Nope. All right, so let's go to change. So this trait reflects openness to change, flexibility, and interest in new experiences. I, Nicole, scored low, which is very true. Um, and then John scored average. Yeah, I think this is an interesting one because when it talks about um, the openness to change and flexibility and interest in new experiences, I think those are two different things. I mm -hmm. think... The you, I think, have a very high interest in new experiences, yeah. um, but that's more like you want your routines and day to day and stuff like that to be the same. You don't like that being affected, but you do like to like, here's the thing that looks cool. Let me go do it once or try this out. You like to try new things, yeah. but not change up your routines. Yeah. Um, and I am and we, I think we talked about this a bit with the whole flexibility thing or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, I'm pretty flexible. I just adjust with most things. I, can I don't think that's things. true. You don't? No, if we have plans that are set and those that, plans start to change, you do not take it well at all. That I think is different than my routine change or something like that. I think it's because that, you know, I have a very like serious thing when it comes to expectations and like if we say we're going to do a thing, then we do that thing. That's like. I think that's not being flexible. But I mean, I feel like you made a promise to me. We made a plan. We made, like, we both said we we're going to do something. And then at the last minute changes, I think you've broken a promise to me. Not you specifically, but yeah, like, that's how I take yeah. that. But like, if I've got something to do today and then I know tomorrow's going to be different, I'm good. Like, there's like, tell me we're going to change and I'm fine with that change. Spring a change on me. Like, I think there's a difference there. I think. Um, okay, I can I can rest you on that. Yeah. That's fair. But I mean, you are right. Like, if if we say we're gonna do something, we change those plans. That does bother me. That has caused many a many a tense moments. I don't know. I just think you should do what you say you're into. <laughs> it's like seventy five percent of what I said comes to. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. So, how does this look like in our relationship? How do we balance each other out? How does this work well? For us. Uh, wait, I wrote some stuff down because this is part of our, our like written homework or whatever. Um, I don't know. I think we do um, 
sometimes take turns shifting our regular, um, shifting our routines or whatever. But I think maybe this sometimes has more disadvantages than advantages in that we can, like, pretty easily do the same thing or, like, um, yeah, the not same go exact out. places. Yeah. But I think you, despite your real low change thing, your really high, in my opinion, um, desire to try new things yeah. shifts us around a lot. And I can roll with anything as long as you tell me. <laughs> All right. So next up, we have organized. So this trait reflects how organized and persistent a person is in their daily life and work. It also reflects persistence and pursuing goals. So both of us in this section scored average. But you scored high average and I scored low average. So like we're in the average bracket. You're towards the top. I'm towards the bottom. Um, and I think that's perfectly reasonable. So, what does this look like in our relationship as How about a screen? This? this is this is good. Um, with our marriage prep and stuff, when it comes to organizing and planning, you're all over that, and I can trust and have faith in you to handle all that stuff. Um, I'm only as organized as I absolutely have to be to live. <laughs> that's that's where I fall, and you're more than that, and so. This isn't so much a balance as more of a one person's better at it, and so the other person can rely on that person for it. I think our differences work out that way. Do you see any challenges for us in that area? Only minorly, um, although I guess depending on the instance can be a little bit bigger. Um, if you want to be more organized with something than me, and I don't care or, or am not as like, or don't see the value of being organized. So when we, there's a lot of our, our wedding planning stuff. You wanted to get set and get straightened out and get organized on long before I was bothered with it. And so like you being ahead of me on it can sometimes be a thing, but overall I don't think it's that big a thing. And ultimately what happens I think is like, you start getting stuff in order and right, and then eventually I get there, and then it, we are just better off for having gotten organized. So, I mean, we could see this today actually, and this talking about the wedding registry where you're paying Warframe, and I was on my computer, and I just started saying, "All right, we got to knock this out. How do you feel about this website and what it does, and this website and what it does? Do you think like let's go ahead and make a list? Do you think we can go see this online, um, or do we need to go into a store?" And starting to get into those nitty gritty and specifics the minute that we you know, found out that we should do a registry. Which we weren't, by the way, listeners, because we're doing a destination wedding. And so we didn't want people to feel like we're asking them to spend all this money on tickets and then expecting a dip on top of it. You bring up that example. I think it's interesting because um, I forget how exactly we started. But I told you to, um, like, after we got a little bit started on, this, on, on what you were doing or whatever... Uh, my mom had sent us something about registries, so that had been a thing. And so I was telling you to check what she had sent, and I just wanted to suggest that you just do the registry, though I wouldn't be the one to put it together. I suggested that. And then when you're like, well, you had a question about should we buy stuff online or should we go in person, um, I said, we'll just make the list and we'll decide item by item what we need. I think, though you did the organizing i think i 
shaped our process. I think that happens sometimes. That I do the overall stuff, but when it comes to what that looks like, uh-huh. that you are a major mm-hmm. player and just kind of deciding our direction. I think so, yeah. And then, and then I think I'll also... focus on the details to make sure that your direction happens. Um, although we sometimes do flip and I and execute your ideas in good ways better than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Woo! Of this. Uh, what was it? It was just the other day. I don't even remember what it was, really. I just remember that that was a thing. Oh, printing um, invitations. You had all these plans for printing the invitations, printing the letters, and when it came down to doing it, I did a real great job when you were losing your mind. So here's the thing that's different. No, this is... So one of the things is, you guys, that I can get stressed easily um, to the point that I had to talk to my therapist about it last week uh, and find different coping mechanisms, which John has been, you know, really pushing for quite a bit now because when we were going through our overall assessments and they were talking about what are the strengths and weaknesses, um, and your relationships. Yes. Our stress factors. Excuse me. I had like five stress factors and John that were rated high. John had one, and his one high stress factor was the stress of his partner. (laughs) So I think that says enough right there. So he's really great with stress management. So with the thing with the invitations, I was doing them. I started to get really, really flustered because things weren't going high. One of them, too. So John came to me because I was doing them at a completely different place. I was doing them in my office. John showed up. And really started working with me to get my stress level down and just get things back on track. So that night would have been real difficult if he hadn't stepped in. I think it's a good balance. Um, I would say this isn't uh, 100%. This isn't absolute. But in general, you organize, I execute. And I think we work. Um, that that complements itself right there. Um, there was something else, though, that I, I, was, I lost in the beginning of this. Oh, I think it also depends on what the thing is. Because, like... Wedding stuff, like you, you, like not even most, all of it. You've you've led the charge on all of that stuff, but like stuff like recording this podcast, like some of the not some uh, a a bit of the organization of that has has been an area where I've led in the organization. So it's different different uh, areas yeah, where these things shine. Yeah. Um, so next, let's keep let's keep moving. All right. So pleasing. Oh, this is a fun one. <laughs> this trait reflects how considerate and cooperative one is in their interactions with others. John and I both scored low, <laughs> which is crazy. This is, I think, one of those like with people we care about, very very high. With people we don't, which is most people, very very low. And I think our test reflected our general aptitude for this or general uh, propensity for this when it comes to outsiders. But I think with us, it's very high, which, interestingly enough, brings us to an issue we frequently have, yeah. uh, where we are both trying to please each other uh, at the expense of ourselves, and then f- having an issue with that, um, maybe sort of out-pleasing each other, not necessarily in direct head-to-head, but just like, I'm trying to do a thing for her, she's trying to do a thing for me, and... Not knowing how to just like accept that thing sometimes or just 
go with the thing that we want when yeah. and let the other person please us. That that could be an issue because we're very similar in this area. I think one of the most recent examples of this is John and I were out doing our engagement photos. I think we did talk about this pretty at length last time. You were right. We did. So, I don't know if that was a preview or this is a callback, but our whole issue with um, trying to get food and her wanting to to do what I wanted, me want to do what her wanted, and but not communicating clearly, which was an issue um, um, for both of us. So that that's an example. Yeah. So often I'm trying to make him happy and please him in ways that sometimes make me unhappy, um, and so that can you know. That and can I do it too. Don't not me, Alice. John and I do this for each other. So we try so hard to please each other that it can cause conflict. But all right. Next up, and the last, last one, one last is one. emotionally steady. This trait <laughs> reflects the tendency to stay relaxed and calm even when faced with stress. Versus this one was those who one. are more reactive to stress in their life. So Nicole, me scored high, and John scored average. And clearly, John has some thoughts about this. You had these thoughts too. Don't paint me as a bad guy. <laughs> you talked. I'm no, I'm not high on this. I don't know how that came across. I don't know. We just talked to you all about stress and invitations. I went to the post office to go get us stamps. And first of all, those machines were garbage. I've used them before and you go ahead, you click um, that I need this kind of stamp. It will pull up, you know, some options for designs. You click that and then they start printing. This time I clicked on the amounts of stamps that he needed and automatically it printed out stamps with American flags. Y'all, this is not good for invitations. I wanted something that was more elegant, something that was more fancy. And so I go to the counter and I ask them, all right, what kind of stamps do you have for when it comes to invitations and that kind of thing? And they pulled some out and they were awful. I don't know why she gave them to me. One was focused on John Lennon. Another one was from Cars, the Pixar movie. And one just said love. So basically, I had a minor meltdown because I did not like any of them and had to call John to come save me. So emotionally steady, high is not a thing. I think, um, yeah, it's it's... It's a weird outcome we got from our test, but, um, yeah, I am, I think, easily the more emotionally steady of the two of us, and that emotional stability is sometimes used to help, help Nicole, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I don't know what the scores were for that, but I think that does describe sort of how we benefit from our difference, even though I'm higher and she's lower, it can be used um, to make us both maybe more average. How does that challenge us? That difference? It, how does it challenge you? Because I know how it challenges me. <laughs> <laughs> I I hate the fact that I so often rely on you to come in and save the day. That frustrates me about myself. And so when it comes to self-esteem and self-confidence, that can kind of negatively affect that because it leads to that feeling for me that I just I can't do anything right. How does that present for you? Well, I mean, it's like we're here for each other, but like helping with someone's emotional burdens, like the burden doesn't go away. Like it, it is there, and I feel that weight. Um, 
And so, I mean, it's it's just that, that like, how does it affect me? I have to bear more emotional weight than I would normally. Um, so that's all. I don't know if there's, there's anything really complex to it. It's just, I got my own stresses to manage and I got some extra stresses to manage, so. I don't think I do good at helping you manage your stress. I'm, I'm not saying you don't. I'm, if I said or suggested implied that I take it back no you haven't done that I was just saying that I can yeah. also help fulfill that role yeah. sometimes and it's not just one-sided yeah oh I, th- I thought I had said that we help each other with that but maybe I missed it my bad my bad before we finish up with uh, last week's personality stuff there were a couple things that I liked that either came out of our group big group discussion or our smaller group discussion that um, I thought were interesting one was the uh, in the, in the topic of, of personalities um, and how we relate to each other. One was the idea that we are mining for each other's glory. Um, and that was sort of describes the idea that like you're with someone and you are looking for in them, digging for in them the things that make them special or good or wonderful or whatever. Because um, I think the that's sort of... In addition to the idea that as you are with someone, you improve, but also you are part of a, a team and working to improve them as well um, and and recognize the good in them. So not necessarily just like a, I'm going to make you better, but this, this person has wonderful qualities in them and bringing them out. Um, and then also um, the idea that it's important to recognize what is difficult about being in a relationship with yourself. So we can do that real quick. Um, I'll tell you what is difficult about being in a relationship with me, John Isidore. Okay. And you tell me yours. I think what maybe I think there's a lot of things difficult about being in a relationship with me. I'll be honest on that. But I think maybe the most difficult might be that. Um, I can be I can be very difficult sometimes, especially in conversation. Um, sometimes I want to flesh out ideas more than anyone else wants to. I want to ask questions that are difficult or challenging um, that no one else is interested in hearing, um, or I take things to their logical conclusions when maybe that's not what other people are doing. Um, I can be it can be challenging to do that, and also. I do tend to think I'm, like, right a lot. And so that, I mean, I bet I don't have to explain how that could be a problem. Um, but also I can be a bit um, harsh, maybe, or exacting and not necessarily always um, emotionally fluffy. Nicole has what she calls my um, debate mode, where... In lots of instances, I can be good and warm and caring, or if she's got an issue, she'll talk to me. I listen real great, but sometimes if we're talking about, like, an issue or or a question, that softness can go away and I can be in deep pursuit of answers and responses and logic and, um, and a and specific kind of, of back and forth that maybe isn't welcome, so... That is that what would you say is that uh yeah the thing about debate mode so John as you mentioned really likes to ask questions uh but it gets to the point that you don't know how else to answer them and so you just start to get flustered because 
he's asking you all these things, but he does it like this in a tone that's really fast and a tone that's also very deep. And so you start to feel attacked. And you're like, ah, I wasn't prepared for this. I just wanted to ask you, you know, whatever it is at hand. And so that's when debate mode comes out. It's just the quick pace and the harsh tone and the questions. They keep coming. And so you start to get really defensive. I just need better answers. That's all. Anyway. <laughs> all right. So it's challenging about me. I think it is my uh, difficulty and managing stress well. I think that, as you mentioned before, it can be a huge emotional burden and it just can sometimes turn into a downward spiral pretty easily. And it's hard for me to overcome it on my own. And I need my partner to step in and help regulate um, my mood and just kind of maybe even fix the situation as a whole. Like John had to do with coming to my office and driving over to help me with invitations because I was so upset. And sometimes it can be over minor things instead of you know so it's just like why is she frustrated about this and i think why am i frustrated about this and then i get upset with myself about being frustrated and it just turns into a self-perpetuating cycle yeah i would agree (laughs) (laughs) no i was gonna go into more but you said a thing and i should i should tell you if i think that's right i I agree Uh, it does sometimes like worry me when like you get frustrated and then you get frustrated at yourself because once you start getting at your get frustrated for being frustrated like as you said it's a cycle and then you'll just get more and more frustrated and like if you were frustrated and that was it that'd be okay like but like it's harder to pull you out when you're frustrated for being frustrated and it's it's worrisome sometimes. Yeah. John has to constantly um, validate my feelings and give affirmations, which you know can at times be very taxing. And I mean, I don't know. We're 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 doing this podcast live for you guys right now. Um, I don't know if we've said this before, but none of our conversations have been practiced. Some of them may touch on things we've talked about before, but. This isn't a rehearsed thing here, so bear with us if we at moments get um, more more real and have a little talk with ourselves here. So I'm gonna do that real quick. I feel if you're good with it right now. If you tell me if you want to pull out, no, I don't want to nope. pull out. You're good. Okay, so um, sometimes it worries me because not just like the difficulty of dealing with that, like where you are emotionally and stuff, but. Um, it does make me sometimes wonder, like, um, does she like me as much as she does because I make her feel good when she doesn't mm-hmm. feel good? And that's um, a weird one because I think, like, I think if you're with someone, they should make you feel good and that should be a thing you like. But I do wonder when it's like, like, where's the balance in that? Or it's like... Does she love me or does she love the way I make her feel? Now, that is a a much more extreme version of the question, but it's like, I, I don't think that's true. I do think she does. I do think she does love me. Yes, that's how those words work. I hope so. Um, right. I just like to give sort of an extreme to illustrate yeah. sort of the, the struggle I feel sometimes. Um, that can be a thing when there's like, man, it's, it's tough. I think you're great in every single way. <laughs> I mean, I really do. And I, I hope that the way, you know, I think the best illustration of that is when someone told me that 
I hope my wife talks about me the same way that you do about John when he's not around. Oh, yeah. I I was happy to hear that. Because Nicole works in a workplace with women. I also do. Um, and I hate hearing how they talk about their husbands or their men or whatever. And that's just, oh, my gosh. Like, why are you with this guy if you talk about him like this? I understand people need to talk, but come on, get... Get, get it together. But it was, it was, um, it's always good when I'm around Nicole and her work people because they, they say some real nice stuff about me because they heard it from her. So that's just <laughs> real great. I'm very well represented. I'm very lucky to have that. So yeah. I'm going to mention really quickly all of the reasons, not all of them, I'll give some of the reasons that I love John. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what this is for. I was just sharing how I was feeling so we could, we could talk about it. But, I don't know, man. Okay, he's extremely intelligent. Um, he's quite literally the smartest person that I've ever met. Oh, don't um, do that. Now they're going to expect things from me. <laughs> uh, he is, um, he's so kind. He's kind to people that he cares about, as you mentioned. <laughs> but the way that he really goes above and beyond and how intentional he is and the relationships that's formed and how he really pushes me um, for to have that same level as well, um, whether it's trying to invite others into their level of comfort with their group by, you know, making them feel wanted and welcomed and inviting them to, you know, things even though they're new. Um, he's also, he's he's a great listener. Um, he just makes you know that you are loved and cared for, which I guess goes back to what you were, you were worried about earlier. <laughs> Um, the way that he interacts with kids, oh my gosh, it just melts my heart each and every time. He's so gentle with me. He's so soft with me. Um, and the way that he, uh, really just regards our relationship and the way that he regard. oh gosh, I feel like this is just talking about all the ways that you make me feel good. <laughs> oh, I'm just illustrating your point. No, okay. Oh gosh, okay, well we're gonna go into our... Um, well, before we wrap up for this week, we're going to do our homework and the next week we'll talk to you about what we did in our homework and also how our sessions went or whatever. But before we do that, we'll give you an update on where we are with our wedding planning. And we, we touched on it a little bit earlier. We're doing our registry, maybe out of order. Don't judge me. Get out of here. We're doing, we're like compiling a list for that. Our invitations have been sent out. Um, I think, you were, Nicole, worried earlier this week about, like, I don't have anything more to do about the weddings, wedding stuff, but I'm sure there'll be some more stuff later. But for right now, registry, which is mostly compiled, um, we just have to figure out a way to, like, get that to people. We have basic ideas, sent. but we haven't really fleshed that out or done anything with it yet. See, look at that. It's mostly compiled versus we just have an idea. There's different levels of organization right there. <laughs> um, and then... I need to, I've been negligent with um, my coordination with my best boys or whatever. Um, I got to figure out stuff with them, suits, and, and making sure everybody's on board with stuff. But that's that's my issue. Um, you've got to switch out your bridesmaid from your sister to your other sister so you can have a better wedding. That's, that's not what what's you- happening. <laughs> um, I have an amazing stepsister. Uh, she's older. And so I've asked her to be a bridesmaid. Um, but I would like to to be my matron of honor and my sister as my maid of honor. Yeah, but that's where we are with our our wedding prep. 
So we will see you next week. You want to sort of sign off? No, we don't need to sign off. We're gone. Bye. <laughs> That's it. All right. <laughs> Bye, guys.